Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unique mm. New York. Unique <laughs> New York. Mama said there'll be days like this. There'll be days like this. Mama said. Mama said. Welcome to the Feud Podcast, a.k.a. Sadie and Shane's super happy fun time of spring fling, leading into a bunch of other stuff, but right now we got Feud. And I'm Sadie, and that is, I think, Shane. Yes, hola, and Sadie, every time that you recite the entire name of this podcast, it A, makes me happy, and B, makes me, like, impressed. How I love your Teutonic pragmatism. <laughs> By the way, oh, uh, that was a great line. By the way, I just—it's a good episode. It was, I think, the best one so far. Yeah, and the best scene in it was when the two of them sat down at the restaurant and actually talked about their backgrounds. <sighs> oh my god! Right? Yes. Yeah. So, um, you have not seen Mommy Dearest, or have you? No, no. Okay. I mean, I know no wire hangers, and that's yep. about all I know. So, Chris and I watched it um, Saturday. And then this episode was called Mommy Dearest. So mm-hmm. I want to run through um, where I put stars with a circle. Um, at, where during, you drew your pentagrams, yeah. I, I drew pentagrams, yes, mm-hmm. um, throughout the episode where things were very definite references to Mommy Dearest. Okay. So I'm going to do that first, and then we'll go back. Okay. So um, the girls want a steak, and she orders filet very rare. So there's a scene in Mommy Dearest where um, she puts a rare steak in front of Christina, the, the mm-hmm. daughter that didn't get any money at the end, um, and the daughter doesn't want it because she's like, it's got like red juice coming out of it, and she puts it in front of her breakfast, lunch, and dinner for a couple of days and won't feed her anything else until wow. she eats it. And eventually she throws it away, but it's like three days of Christina just sitting at a table, not eating this bloody steak. That's wow. The, that's the first one. And that could have all been avoided if Christina had good taste. But she was like, she was like eight. <laughs> yeah. You know? I don't like, know. Yeah. I know. Exactly. But, you know, she was eight and she didn't want it. And gross. Yeah. Um, the second one was, uh, that, um, she says, Betty Davis says that your daughters are like well-trained Pomeranians. Mm-hmm. And she says that, um, something about being too strict with the first two. So Christina and Christopher were the first two. And do you know the story of um, the inheritance at the end? No. So at the end of the movie, do you know who Xander Berkeley is? No. He's an actor. You probably do. Do you ever watch Booth at the End on Hulu? Do I ever watch what? Booth at the End? No. Yeah. It was a wonderful show. And you, okay. would, you would totally know him if you saw him. He's a great character actor. But there he was at the end of uh, Mummy Dearest, very young. Um, so they sit down with the lawyer at the end, and the um, the line is from the will... To Christina and Christopher, I leave nothing for reasons that are very well known to them. Wow. Yeah. So to her twins, um, she left her $2 million estate. Mm -hmm. 
And so I researched this today, and Christina and uh, Christopher sued the estate. They ended up splitting $55,000. That's that's what they got. Wow. Yeah. After Number one, that is a, a shitty amount of money to split between two people out of a $2 million inheritance. Uh-huh. And number two, I would have hoped that the twins were better than that. Yeah, right? I know. But I don't think they... It seems like they probably were never in the same house together, even. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, another, let's see, star thing. Um, convent school. Um, she ended up mm-hmm. sending Christina to convent school when she was caught making out with a boy at her border, um, like boarding school. So, mm-hmm. that. Um, discipline, cleanliness, and order that she learned from when, when she went to convent school. And mm-hmm. so the cleanliness thing is a big running theme in Mommy Dearest. That's They're, the plastic covers. That, yeah, that's a germaphobe thing, actually. Mm-hmm. But um, the well, clean- I, I count that as cleanliness. Yes. So the cleanliness part in Mommy Dearest is, um, first it's the wire hangers, and then mm-hmm. she goes into their bathroom, which is all blue tile. Do you know how hard it is to keep an entire room made of blue tile clean? Because that shit gets <laughs> no. spots. It gets spots. <laughs> so she freaks out, starts throwing the comet all over the place and freaking out and beating Christina. And then she's like, clean this mess up. And this little eight-year-old girl looks at her and goes, how? And it's so sad. Oh. But yeah, that's the discipline, cleanliness, and order. Um, where's my next big star? So then there were sort of smaller stars. Um, day like this, my mama said because the episode mm-hmm. was called Mommy Dearest. And mm-hmm. smaller star, real legacy is children. Yep. That. So, yeah. Those Which were... was maybe not the nicest thing to say to the gay guy. I know, but he was such a sweetheart. Oh, my God. I loved their relationship. Yeah. That was amazing. All right, so that was what I wanted to run through at the beginning, because it's so amazing. I just watched that movie. I didn't know the episode was called Mommy Dearest. And... Oh, you didn't know that? Oh, nope. yeah. Nope, just Chris and I were hanging out on Saturday. We watched that. We watched Manchester by the Sea and about 8,000 episodes of Key and Peel. Cool. Yeah, I oh, said, Bitch. I just remembered something. What? Okay, when she signs the card to Christina, she signs it mm. Mommy Dearest. Yep. And that bothered me because she spells it M-O-M-M-I-E. And yeah. I have always spelled that M-O-M-M-Y. Yeah, well, that's how the the uh, movie's called or spelled, also. Yeah, and she that's also crazy. Al- always called her Christina Darling too. So when she signed <laughs> the card, Christina Darling. But yeah. <laughs> so about that scene, she mm-hmm. you know turns down the card um, from Mama Sita in front of the girls, but as soon as the twins go away, then she signs the card. Mm-hmm. She just doesn't want to like like let those kids think that she might I don't know love her other daughter I guess. <laughs> Yeah, I get the sense that she probably doesn't even bring Christina up in front of the twins very much. Yeah, and those girls had toys. Do you notice they had a room full of toys? She, mm-hmm. um, When Christina has her birthday party and people give her presents, she's allowed to pick one of all oh, wow. the presents, and the rest get donated to an orphanage. So, of course, she picks the doll that Mommy Dearest bought for her, and then mm-hmm. her quote-unquote uncle brings her a bracelet, and she's just like... But I only get to pick one. And they both, like, stare at Joan for a long, long time. And she's like, all right, this once. You can keep the doll and the bracelet. Oh, my God. Wow. But, but yeah, she made, makes her give away all the toys. That's pretty shitty. She's, yeah. And, you know, so the other thing, because you haven't seen it, at the very end, he reads the will, 
And Christopher mm-hmm. looks at her and says, well, I guess, you know, she has the last word. And Christina says, does she? <laughs> does she? Because then she writes the book. So hmm. you don't know. We No one knows for sure, you know, what all happened. How much of it is real, yeah. Yeah. But, but yeah, I mean, I don't know how you would make up that wire hangers shit, you know. I think it's possible that some things are exaggerated. Like, she might have had a rule in the house that she didn't want them to have wire hangers, but, but the reaction might have been blown up. But, the book. like, like an eight-year-old girl is hanging up her own clothes? I think it probably came home from the dry cleaners Maybe, yeah. on a wire hanger. And, it, yeah, way blown out of proportion. Joan gets drunk and crazy and does fucking crazy shit. Mm-hmm. <sighs> but, 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 Jessica Lang turned into Joan Crawford this episode. Wow. She did. She did. The first two were a little sketchy. That closing scene, spoiler alert, now you know the end of Baby Jane. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, that was um, hilarious, though. She kept getting her neck tightened. That was weird. Yeah. I'm like, how do I do that? I want to do that. I want a mamacita tie my neck back. <laughs> I just do. I was imagining some sort of like um, those clips that you put on the bags of chips to keep them fresh. Yeah. Yeah. And just. Pull, yeah, I mean that's how they do, um, you know, plastic surgery. Essentially, you pull it back oh, okay. and tie that together. Ugh, I've oh, seen, okay. I saw a lot of nip tuck. <laughs> Thank you, Ryan Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I got hooked on Ryan Murphy. Okay, uh, loved nip tuck. Watched all five seasons twice. Okay, good show. So, <laughs> um, Mamacita is German. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Um, so she was found by Joan. Um, I think somewhere on the east coast and she asked a neighbor girl can you recommend a maid for me and she's like oh yeah my mom and mm-hmm. that's where she came from but she's a german woman whose name is not mamacita but joan had just been somewhere in south america and heard like the sita thing and decided i'm going to call this oh, german woman mamacita for the rest of her goddamn life <laughs> <laughs> well she doesn't seem to mind she doesn't and one more thing, I'll stop raving and we'll oh, talk. Oh, did she get anything in the will? I don't know. I don't know. And in Mommy Dearest, it's uh, someone named Carol Ann, so I think that's sort of a compendium. But an interesting thing is Mamacita herself had nine children, and that scene wow. where Joan is talking to her about all of her like regrets and sad and blah, 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 does she realize she's talking to another human being? I don't think at that point, no. I think she's thinking of – she thinks Mamacita is – exists only for her yeah. to help her. Yeah. Mama Sita has nine kids, probably has a bunch of grandchildren that she never sees because she's mm-hmm. here picking up Joan Crawford's shoes. When's the last shoes. time Mama Sita had a day off? Yeah, right? Yeah. To see her family. Right? Probably never. Probably never. Yep. So that. All right. So, your thoughts now. Sorry. Just had to go off. No, no. I like going along with you and, and talking <laughs> about it that way, actually. Um, I'm trying to think what I thought specifically about this one. Um, oh, I was wondering, was the real uh, BD as bad as Karen and Shipka played her in this episode? And this is a weird thing I did not notice, particularly. Yeah. And I just watched the movie, but she, it is such a small part. She is right about mm-hmm. that. Like, she's not going to ruin the movie. Her part's inconsequential. It really is. Yeah. So I didn't notice. I don't think so. I think I would have noticed okay. if she was like, hi, mom. I am talking like this. I don't think it was that bad. Okay. I really don't. And how bad was it that – first off, how bad was it that Betty would rather, you know, uh, do scenes with Victor than with her own daughter? And then 
how awesome was it when she was defending her daughter to Hedda? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think she's a good mom. Chris and I were just finishing the episode right before I called you. I think that she um I think that she is a good mom, but I think that she gets distracted. Like when she thinks about her kids, she's a good mom. Mhm. But I think she cares more about her job. I think she um wished that uh Victor Bono would have been her son. Yeah. Like when she when she asked like is your mom proud and he kind of hedged a little bit, you know, and I don't yeah. think that that his mom had maybe disowned him for being gay, but I think she was just like, "I would totally be your mom. I would fucking yeah. stand up for you." And yeah, because he's a good actor. He's a very he, good actor, and that's what she would love for BD to be. Exactly, and that scene where where um, he says, "Do you like him? I like talent." And yeah, he <laughs> is. He's amazing. And when he when he suggests to um, Aldrich, he's like, "What if I just take the whole plate from her?" And he's like. Yeah, do that. And that's when she's like, yeah, look at this guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before that, she said something. Uh, I think his fall staff is the talk of Tijuana. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she just didn't know who he was, but I th- think she immediately recognized how talented he was. And he was, yeah, he was an amazing actor and really cool guy. And, you know, one of those people I just feel really bad for that he had to hide who he was. He lived at the wrong time. Yep, exactly. I know. Now is such a cool time, really. You know, except for... <laughs> except for Well, now who, is a cooler time. He who shall not be named and his followers. Other than that, it's a pretty cool time. <laughs> oh yeah, we should just start calling him that. Um but yeah, um uh, let's see. Bose. Oh, um do you ever sign a card holding it in your hand and not on a table? No. No, cuz that's weird. Chris said maybe that's how she signs autographs though. So maybe that's Yeah, she might be used to that or like holding it out at a for distance to see it. Oh, possibly. Possibly. And then I wrote, oh, I want to ask you a question. I know you've told me. So, BD, what show is she on that you like her from? Mad Men. Oh, okay. Oh, is she the daughter? Yeah. Like, grown up? Wow. Because shit. Yeah, I only watched that show at the beginning. <laughs> Does she grow yeah, really fast or is it on, her this whole time? using her more and more because she turned out to be just incredibly talented. So, and they started having her do a lot more on the show. And does she actually age throughout the show, the same actress? Yes, like the wow. little boy that played her brother, they went through like four or five bodies, mm. but they only had uh, one of her. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Because funny, we were watching Mommy Dearest, and I was like, here's the part where the daughter goes to boarding school and becomes a teenager. And like literally that second, boom, she was yep. she was the grown-up Christina. And it happens on my soap opera all the time. I don't watch it anymore, but I did. Where, yeah, you go to boarding school, you come back, and you're a teenager now. Oh, yeah, there's a term for that. They call it um, SORUS. It stands for uh, Soap Opera Rapidly Aging Syndrome or something. Really? Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. <laughs> That's so funny. Because, yeah, my sister and I, because we both have children and we both watched the show for 30 years, we would be like, so this person was born two years after Milo and he's 27 now. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, and yeah, both of our yeah. kids. She ages, or she references all the people on the soap as to when they were born, relative to our children, and how old they are now. Yeah, I'm. I'm loving. Yeah. Um, slightly Bob- different. Uh, sorry, slightly different than that. But um, I watched Survivor, mm-hmm. and this year they brought back all returning players. And so some of these people, I saw them for the first time 15 years ago. You know, wow. And I'm like, oh wow. 
Sandra's in her 40s now. That's crazy. You know, it's like you've seen these people for – they come back, some of them, every five years or so. And so, so it was like the quarter quell on Hunger Games? Uh, I guess. I don't know. You don't – you've not seen the Hunger Games? No. Oh. Okay. But yeah, the second one, Catching Fire, they bring back all returning victors and pit them against each other. So it's oh, all, okay. all people who have won before. So, yeah. Sorry. Well, anyway, uh, I was just saying, that's anyway. my version of a character. Like, you have your soap opera. That's my version of a character that I've seen in real time. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Um, so I love um, Bob Aldrich's uh, assistant or whoever she is from Americans. Oh, yes, yes, She's yes. She's wonderful. What's that actress's name? Are you name? Up in Americans this season? No, no. I, okay. I stopped mid-season two, I think. Oh, wow. Um, no, I don't know her name. Yeah, she. I, they had gotten married already, so I'm not sure how far that was. But Yeah, that's early. Yeah. Um, they're on season five now. Yeah, I know. That's <laughs> it's one I would like to catch up on. Yeah. And my friend it. Jeff just gave me his Amazon uh, password. The only thing Amazon about the Americans password. is... You can't watch it in the background. You have to pay attention to it because all the characters that speak Russian, they just do subtitles. Yeah. So you can't – like I'll sit here and be like playing a game and look up and realize oh, I don't know half the plot going on right now. Exactly. No, I know that about that show. That that was one of my sit, down, sit down and watch shows. <laughs> um, Hannibal was mostly that, but that's why I mm-hmm. watched it through twice because sometimes I would cook. Well, Hannibal was just so beautiful. You have to sit there and watch yeah. exactly what's going on. But also, sometimes you just can't help but cook while Hannibal's cooking. So, <laughs> so there's that. Sigh. Hopefully, you substitute in your recipes. Whatever. I invited you to visit, and but you had told people you were coming, so kind of ruined a bunch of stuff. Making me wonder why that Hoppin' Johns was so good. <laughs> Nothing. Um, okay, so, yeah, so I wrote down best no scene... No one? I mean, nothing? Best scene ever, the scene with them out drinking, which we kind of talked yeah. about already. Um, and that was good. It's true that Betty Davis didn't lose her virginity until she was 27. Yeah, and then Joan Crawford lost hers at 11 to her stepfather. Yep. And yep. she says it was love. Yep, he was a lovely man. And she led him into it. And that's, no, that's mm. that's not good. No, 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 no. No, I wrote down ew, of course. I This is like that time I read Lolita for book club. Oh, mm. Nope, 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 nope. Mine was a book called Bastard Out of Carolina, um, mm. where kind of the same thing, where the daughter was raped by the stepfather, and the mom was like, you slut, and uh, kicks the daughter out. <laughs> that's just... Uh, I know, yeah. I don't know. Uh, yeah, old, old-timey, weird-ass shit. I don't know. <laughs> so, um, let's see. That uh, Betty Davis said that her mom was her only true female friend, and the mm. entire theme of this entire episode is that the two of them just should have been fucking friends. Yeah, well, we saw a little bit of that last week, too, when they team up. Like, when they teamed yeah. up to get that girl fired from the movie... They are great together. They are. I'm going home sick. You don't look sick. Well, I'm sick. (laughs) I'm sick to my stomach of what you're... And that's lovely. It's lovely. Um, And then the entire last scene of the movie, which I didn't realize until today, is a metaphor. It's not because the movie is the movie, but the way that they do it together, it really is their relationship. When she's like, I... I tried to run you down, and you jumped out of the way. 
and that's yeah. true. Joan Crawford tried to run her down, and she was like, fuck this. I don't give a shit. She jumped out of the way. But then yeah. when she looks at her, like I was talking to Chris earlier, and I cried. I'm good now. <laughs> but when, when Betty Davis is like, we could have been friends, you know, as Jane, but they, yeah. they could have been friends had they not been so competitive and had Hollywood not pitted them against each other the yeah, way they the did. that's the thing, you know, it's the system. And, and, and she they, says it to Hedda. They already at this point partially taken down that system by getting rid of the idea that the studio owned you. But mm-hmm. it's still, you know, they couldn't do what they should have been able to do. Yeah, and she says it to Hedda, too. Like, you're part of the problem. Your fucking stuff that you write, trying to pit us against each other, stop it. You know, and she's but like, Hedda's no. kind of stuck, too, because she can't be an actress, and she's, you know, she's good at the gossip thing, and that's the only thing that sells, you know, it's true. actual journalism isn't selling, so... It's true. Like, to be a woman in that day and age was an interesting concept in Hollywood in that day and age. And I'm super respectful of all of them for what they had to go through and what they went through. And, yeah, they were all amazing women. I kind of feel like back then, man, if it was socially acceptable to go back to the Shakespearean thing of the men playing all the parts and wearing all the costumes, (laughs) they would have done it. Oh, yeah. Totally. Well, and, yeah, like, I mean, even now... What's weird is, like, they talk about back then there are no roles for women of that age. I think it's more true now. You think so? I really do, because there was a Mildred Pierce. What about Pierce. that one really overrated actress? Oh, Meryl Streep? Yeah. I mean, God, right? <laughs> Jesus. Why doesn't she just go away? God damn. But no, you're she, right. Yeah, yeah, there's obviously there's way fewer uh, roles for older actresses. Uh, and when I think about older actresses, you know, I just... I just said Meryl Streep, but then you just like uh, Judy Dench and people like that. I, you can't think of four hundred of them, you know. No, it's true, and yet, but they're and they're all amazing when they do get Helen a role. Helen Mirren, that's the other one. Yes, exactly. When they do get a role, they rock that fucking shit. You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, DJ Dench in um, uh, Notes on a Scandal. Mm-hmm. That is one of my favorite movies of all time. I can watch it like once a week if I had to. It's amazing. Have you seen that? No, I haven't. It's amazing. The book is amazing, especially if you watch the movie first and then read the book in um, Judy Dench's voice. It's <laughs> ridiculous. It's so good. And it's, uh, what's her name? Kate Blanchett also. They, cool. Yeah, they both work at a British school and they become friends, but Judy Dench is an unreliable narrator where she thinks that they have like a really, really special relationship. Oh, and, so it's like single white female, but they're a, both a little older bit, ones. yes. Okay. But but DJ Dench is way older than you know, Kate yeah. Blanchett. But then Kate Blanchett has an affair with one of the students, a fifteen-year-old oh, yeah. boy, and uh, Dench knows about it. And then they get caught, and they move in together. And she's writing her journal, and it's like spooky, and oh, it's really great. It's so good, hmm. <laughs> so good. One of my favorites. Okay. So, yeah, there we go. Plug. Plug for the week. <laughs> Notes on a scandal, book, and movie. Totes good. Um, let's see. Oh, so then uh, Betty Davis went to a Puritan Yankees no electricity boarding school. Interesting. Oh, that's crazy. Interesting. Interesting. And then she says, we don't have to be best pals, just allies. Like, why don't you guys just be fucking friends? Yeah. It is. It is weird. I don't know. I think that Puritan <sighs> thing made her very pragmatic. She comes across like somebody who just, you know, she does what she needs to do, and then she's yep. done with it, you know. Exactly. And yeah, so um, she has a, um, a mentally retarded little girl. 
Interesting. Oh, yes. When Back when you couldn't have them live at home with you, you had to send them off to an institution. Well, and I think also, I mean, she was an, a working actress. Like, the other alternative is yeah. having a full-time nurse, you know, or... Yeah. But, yeah, that was... Yeah, back in the day, they did that, and that's... That is really strange. That always reminds me of Pepper from American Horror Story. Exactly. Exactly. I saw her somewhere recently. She was at some party. Not not Pepper, but the actress yeah. who plays Pepper. Yeah, I and figured that's what like, she was. Oh my think. god, look, it's that girl. She is so, so cute. But I'm just... I love... Can I just say, I've said it a million times, I love Ryan Murphy. Ryan Murphy mm-hmm. is really all about making these roles for women of this age. Yes. You know, he's brought Jessica Lange back into the spotlight in a way that no one well, ever would have. He casts uh, women their age to be leading actresses in his shows. Uh-huh. And then he also is constantly casting, you know, uh, gay characters and trans characters and uh-huh. even but the the little girl and Pepper. And uh, there's, there's parts for people that are mentally challenged. There's mm-hmm. even an actress with Down syndrome who plays on fucking, so many of his shows. I know Adelaide. She was amazing. Yes. And yet, then when she was the fucking dummy, um, the, the thing that um, Neil Patrick Harris was, oh, yeah. that, that was amazing. But he and, writes all these characters that nobody else would even think to include in their show. You know. Yep. Yep. And if you look at his directors, most of them are women, which is awesome. He's, and like Freak Show, I've mentioned this before. He brought in actors who had, you know. Uh, Flipper hands or mm-hmm. no legs or whatever. You know, he actually yep. brought in actors for that season. Yep, they were amazing. And yeah, that one lady died. It was so sad. The, the yeah, she got hit by a car. That's fucked up. And man. Meep died too. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, that's right. Is is um God? Maybe the, Meep got hit by a car and she had. I think Meep got hit by a car and she okay. died from something else. What about the little tiny Ma Petite? Is she still with us? I'm pretty sure. God damn, she was I hadn't so read anything cute. About her. She was so cute. Oh, yeah. she was the best. She was oh, the best. Oh, she would hide inside of things. That was great. <laughs> I know. Oh, my God. So, you guys, people have all <laughs> kinds of opinions about American Horror Story and what their favorite seasons were and whatever. And a lot of people hated Freak Show. But if you give it that, if you give it that aspect of it, it was pretty amazing. Go back and listen to us talk about it, because we really enjoyed that season, or at least I, I did. I really enjoyed that season, too. The only one I didn't really enjoy was Hotel, and then I did finish it, and I was like, damn, the end was actually pretty good. That one had the strongest ending. It did have a strong ending. It really, really did. Um, uh, Russell, I'm sorry, I want to call him Russell Edgington, <laughs> and I've never even watched <laughs> that, that um, vampire show, but um, who's who am I talking about? Oh, uh, yeah, I know who you mean. Elizabeth Taylor in... In a yeah. hotel, him. You yeah. guys know. You know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. Oh, um, she had a sp- burned up guy at the first season. Yeah, Larry Dennis O'Hare. Dennis O'Hare. Thank you. And his name was Larry something in the first season, and he was sure. burned up. And that's actually the creator of Burning Man, like the same name. Oh shit! And, and, yeah, that was kind of funny. Hmm. Nice one. Um, that um, she had a speakerphone that was adorable. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Yeah, that Joan. was that was cool because I wasn't sure speakerphones existed then, and the technology obviously was very rough. But, yeah, uh, it was. I, it seemed like cool. just the phone was plugged into a thing that sort of yelled at her. But yeah. and I love that she had her little five pound weights and was twisting them around. Oh and, yeah, she was but, doing her calisthenics. But then you're gonna go like drink like a gallon of vodka. Oh my god, my favorite line keeps it preserved. Witch water. Yeah, that was yeah. great. <laughs> Witch water. 
it might be hard to be an assistant to somebody like Joan Crawford. You think? No, well, I, I think I think it seems to take it all right. I think that Mamacita has like zero affect, like at all. She's just like I just mm-hmm. this is what I do. I don't even know well, why and she she's would do so it. loyal. Like when the gardeners asked to get paid after a month or something, she was like, "You should be so proud to trim the hedges of this woman." No, no, no. To trim Joan Crawford's bush. Bush. Yes. bush. To trim Joan Crawford's <laughs> bush. You have to put it that way because. Sorry. <laughs> that was how it was put. That was hilarious. Um, but also that scene, though, with them together and she was all sad and she's like, yeah, well, yeah, we're all lonely and we all don't have kids. Get used to it. And it's like, oh, I love your pragmatism. She's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to go eat my sandwich. <laughs> oh, and how about that? I'm going to go eat my sandwich and watch my show. And mm-hmm. then five minutes later, here comes boss lady wants to come sit on your bed with you and watch your show. Yeah. But they're just two old lonely women too, and it's yeah. But it's I feel like because if Joan... I was Mama Sita, I'd be like, oh, "Can I not just eat my meal in peace?" It's true, but I mean, <laughs> I don't think either of them have anything else to do. It's not like Mama Sita's like, "Okay, I'm, am I off now? Can I like go out to the club?" <laughs> no, she's not going to oh, do that. Oh, that'd be hilarious if she was out at the club, right? <laughs> well, it's <laughs> the '60s, so I don't know. Were, were there the clubs? <laughs> That's. I mean, I don't know if there were. There were like. Venues. I'm sure there were. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it was before like disco or whatever. It's funny. So in you know, Girl in the Gold Boots, the MST3K. Yeah, that might be the kind of dance club that, that would be they around. they drove past Largo in that movie, which is where um, um, How did this get made? Does their shows now? Oh, like that club still exists back in the day. Cool. Yeah. Um, okay, so what about the whole best actress versus supporting actress thing? Did you? I didn't think that Betty Davis said anything like that. Well, I think it was uh, – no, I don't think she meant that at all. But I think that it was <laughs> uh, smart of Joan to phrase it that way, especially in front of everybody. That's true. Good call. Um, that Betty brought in well, – you uh, said that you would do whatever you to would support, support me, and I appreciate me. that so much. You know. Yep. Yeah. But no, you fucking bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so funny. Um, then she brought in Coca-Cola coolers and like stuck them right. Yep. That was hilarious. Which, again, I said this in the first episode. That's why I'm on Betty's side. Because Coke? Yeah. Is, because Pepsi's just terrible. Pepsi is the fucking worst. And mm. sorry, listeners, if you're a Pepsi fan. We as a society can... just need to go ahead and get past that. Yeah, exactly. Um, so they were arguing about the 1950 Oscar loss, um, Judy Holliday versus Ann Baxter <laughs> splitting the vote. And then she says, Gloria Swanson was the one who was robbed. If they're talking about, not um, you, you bitch. Exactly. If they're talking about Sunset Boulevard, then yes, Gloria Swanson was robbed because that was one of my favorite movies. Is that ever. her only big movie? I think so. That's all I can think of, but I'm not, you know. You're my I, expert on Golden Age Hollywood. I know. I didn't live back then, but I know. I know, but, I, you yeah. know, you know more than I do. You do know that? You do know I'm not quite that old? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, so the whole uh, carrying Blanche montage when uh, Betty Davis is. That was great, especially the reveal at the end of it. Oh, my God. She had weights on. That's great. That was fabulous. And I think that was only after she'd, like, blown the scene, like, 17 times by being tickled or whatever. That was fantastic. But then, um, (laughs) but then she kicked her in the head. Yep. Yep. And I think, I think that's all, that all happened. But then, during this whole process, they're playing, there'll be days like this, my mama said. Mm -hmm. Which was nice for the mommy dearest thing. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, BD sucks. Uh, that. Yeah. But then I wrote BD Merrill, that she wanted to change her name. And then I wrote down in parentheses, I did not notice, because I really didn't. I didn't notice her being a yeah. bad actress. Why did it's so weird to me that both of these women have uh, uh, adopted children? Yeah, it's true. And so BD's her real daughter, right? No, BD's adopted. Remember, she said that uh, Crawford was her adopted name. Not Crawford, excuse me. Davis no, was her adopted name, so she wanted her to use her original name. Well, no, she said that her husband Mer- um, adopted her legally, and that's why her. Oh, yeah. I think it is her her biological oh, daughter. Okay. Never but, mind then. Yes. It's true, but then when she when uh, he she mentions Christina and he's like, no, she's too old, and she's like, well, she is adopted. She might have talent. Oh, okay. That was lovely about Christina. So, yeah. and also, so every time I try to quote Betty Davis, I'm quoting Susan Sarandon as Betty Davis, and I want to say she is not nearly as good as Jessica <laughs> Lange as Joan Crawford. Having really? just having just watched the movie, and mm-hmm. And watch it a bunch of fucking times. Um, Jessica Lange is just inhabiting Joan Crawford in the movie, especially. Like, she's doing mm-hmm. it exactly right. Like, her hanging there with her hand tied up before she gets dragged away looks exactly like her. And the scene at the end on the beach looks exactly like her. And the way she does it, her voice is exactly like her. And whenever wow. whenever Susan Sarandon speaks as uh, Betty Davis as Jane, it's not. It's not the same. Hmm. It's not. He's just not doing. She. She's wonderful, but it's just like you have. You, know you have weird eyes, really... and you have to do it. So. <laughs> I was thinking, wouldn't it be really interesting if both of them get nominated for the Emmys next year? For this? oh my god, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think they both will. <laughs> but if they don't, then then JL. For sure. No, it's just it'd be crazy if you know. I know that they wouldn't be the same, but it, to have it, these two women who are playing these two famous actresses who be, were at each other's throats over awards, and then they both get nominated for the same award. I mean, God, that'd be, be hilarious. It'd be amazing, and it, it should happen. I mean, because who else is who else who else is doing this stuff? I mean, um, Sarah Paulson will be on there again because she's on every year. Where is Sarah Paulson on this show, though? She's not on this show. I know, but she should be. I'm just be. saying she'll be nominated for something because she's always nominated every yeah. year. And I hope that uh, Judy Davis gets a nod for supporting. That'd be cool. Because she is, she's really rocking it. Those, I mean, I'm sorry, just fucking those hats. The hats should be nominated. <laughs> I don't care. The one in this episode <laughs> looked like she had taken a bunch of flowers. Hy- hydrangeas. And made a circle out of it. And no. just stuck it on top of her head and did it again at the back of her head. No, so those are hydrangeas. That was two uh, hydrangeas. I wrote that that's down. That's crazy. Th- that's just two big flowers. And I was like, Chris, are those like, is she wearing fucking literally hydrangeas <laughs> on her head? I think she is. Nice. That's think a great she... um, quote, hat quote. <laughs> hat, comma? <right>? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. But yeah. Um. Let's see. Love, what, love or kids? Oh, we need to love our kids no matter what. That was adorable. And mm-hmm. then, then she mentions her Margot. Um, BD wishes. Oh, yeah, I said that already. Oh, and when then she I, called Margot. How long do you think it had been since she had called her? Probably not that long. I bet she calls okay. her like once a week. But I okay, think well, I think she mostly lives on the East Coast because she was telling her, "Mommy's in Hollywood doing a thing, and I'll be home soon." She strikes me as a very East Coast 
yeah. of that era. Like, she reminds me a lot of uh, Catherine Hepburn. Exactly. And that sort of no-nonsense thing. And also when she said she was raised at a Puritan thing, you know, mm-hmm. it reminds me of like a uh, Northeast. Well, yeah, she said thing. she was a Yankee. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So I think she the place, place that they first showed her at. Well, here, uh, Yankee is anything that's not one of like six states, so. Exactly. <laughs> but <laughs> but um, the when she first was doing the play, she was in New York. And then mm-hmm. she was at that house, and then Chris was like, "Is that really her house?" I'm like, "I think that's her like East Coast house. I think she has a West mm-hmm. Coast Hollywood house also." So oh, okay. yeah, I think she's has that makes it, sense. Yeah. Um. Let's see. JC and yeah, JC and Mamacita or JL and Mamacita. We talked about that. That was an amazing scene. That does she mm-hmm. even realize she's talking to another fucking human? I don't think she does. <laughs> Joan Joan Crawford does nothing. But act like all the time. I think maybe neither of them do. Like when she said, to, when she said to Betty Joan Davis, Crawford I almost believed just, you for a second. Do you think Joan Crawford is just acting with everyone she knows, or do you think that there is no Joan Crawford and that's just you know? Who I think she is? I think there might not be a Joan Crawford, and that's what she was saying too. Like I don't have kids, I don't have a husband, I don't have a career anymore. She doesn't have. A being, you know, she can't just like go somewhere, go, like go to Mexico and like go to a bar and talk to some people. She doesn't have oh, any totally anything. Do I know she doesn't have anything <laughs> that isn't her persona. She doesn't know yeah. how to actually be a person because she's been Joan she's Crawford been doing for, this since she was a kid, basically. Exactly. I mean, since she was Lu, Lucille Lesueur, and then suddenly was like named. Now you are Joan Crawford. Since I mean, she was like. She did silent pictures, like mm-hmm. 1928. Since she was 18 years old, she's always been a product of the studio and always like a an, a thing that was owned. You know, she's never really had anything of her own to like get into. You know, and then she's like, yeah. Pepsi. I love Pepsi. It's like, no, that's not really a thing. You can't. No, <laughs> that's not really a thing you get to do. You can't build yourself and your personality around Pepsi. You can't. But- she tried. She really tried. Unless your name is Mr. Aloidius L. Pepsi. <laughs> exactly. But other than that, no. But yeah, after she, after her husband died, they said, we thought you would want to leave the board of directors. And she's like, no, fuck this. Like, me and Al built this company, and I'm going to fucking stay here. It's the one F word in Mommy Dearest, even though it's a PG movie. And um, But yeah, she's just like, no, like, fuck you guys. I'm totally staying. And oh, okay. How much did Al build up Pepsi? Wasn't he just like a VP or something? He was he was kind of like the the head of Pepsi. Oh, okay. they were both on the board of directors, but she was like spending way way too much of Pepsi's money. So when he yeah. died, she owed them like two million dollars, and then they were like. So then she became the brand ambassador so that she could pay him off. A little bit, but also they were like, so we thought you would not want to do this anymore and we're kind of done with you. And she's like, oh, okay, well I am super famous, so if I want to go around and say fuck Pepsi. I'll do that. And they're like, oh. So it was whoa. a threat. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So they're like, oh, uh, we've uh, rethought this a little bit and you can stay on the board. And so I think they gave her like a little bit of royalties, but she owed them a lot of money in the end. Wow. But But in the end, end, apparently she had a $2 million estate and that's pretty good for late 70s. So, yeah. Yep. But also, I mean, just the Joan Crawford name, I guess, is probably worth something. But, uh, yeah, you need to see – I know, I know. You don't have time. You don't have time. <laughs> um, let's see. Who 
Oh, who do you think? Do you think that the person that Victor Bonham was giving a blowjob to might be someone? Oh, I don't know. They didn't show the person, so no, they did. Know. It was the guy who outside the club was like, "I want to be oh, an actor." Yeah, sorry. And, um, and... I still don't think it was supposed to be somebody. I think they would have said a name. Yeah, and it, he said he was from Nebraska. So there's yeah. that I might want to research. And then gross, gross, gross. He said he had loads of potential. Uh, yeah. I know. Ew. Ew. My gay friends I was talking to the other night, he was like, no, I think that was Rock Hudson or um, or uh, Marlon Brando. I'm like, no, those guys were both already acting at that point. They were not just like trolling. Marlon gay- Brando wasn't gay, was he? No. And I don't think he was uh. trolling gay guys in 1962 either. So. Yeah. I don't think so. They were really, really tipsy and super excited to talk about feud the other night. (laughs) It was so funny. I went to this bar. See, I don't know anyone else that's watching it. Yeah, I went to this bar, and there was two people at the bar on their phones. No one was any fun. And I went to have a smoke out back, and my friend Steven walked in, and I'm like, oh, thank fucking God. And he was like, are you watching Feud? I'm like, of course I'm fucking watching Feud. (laughs) You fucking met me? (laughs) And then his boyfriend walked in right behind, are you watching Feud? Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Tell yeah. them to listen to the show. I know I've told them. Well, actually, Christopher is like, I want to do a podcast with you. I'm like, well, okay, but you have to like get on Skype and have a headphone set. And he's like, I can get us a studio. I'm like, oh, okay. I forgot you work for a well. magazine. Yeah, they they like own a magazine. It's like, yeah, he wants to take me to a studio. And I'm like, okay, we'll do that. Nice. Make that happen. And I'm like, and also you keep saying for two years that you'll take me to the ballet. Please take me to the ballet. I want to go to the ballet. All right. So Betty Davis bails him out um, for for research. He's doing research for a play, you fucking asshole. (laughs) I don't know if there's any actor that's that devoted to a role, though. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting that there was that kind of thing back in the day. I thought that was only like Pee Wee Herman era. Oh, no. I'm sure that... In the Pee Wee Herman era, the Pee Wee Herman era, it was legal <laughs> to have that kind of theater. Back then, it still existed. It was just completely underground, and you know, yeah, you, had to, it, it you was, probably had to know somebody to know somebody. To it get was in. literally underground too. It was like, yeah, yeah, and yeah, no one was watching that movie. I don't think any, what, I don't think anyone was watching that movie, Shane. I think it's one of those movies that people care about for about ten minutes, and then they don't care about it anymore. Why do you think that is? All right, moving no on, moving on. Uh, lying is what we do for a living. Adorable. It's true. It is, though. It's the truth. It's true. All right. So then, um, uh, what's his name? Hates the ending because Joan Crawford keeps looking younger, and we need to reshoot yes. that. Because of the aforementioned chip clip. And also that she, um, with the uh, fake boobs and stuff. And she says, I don't want to fall on those. I'm not a stunt actress or whatever. That was great. <laughs> that was hilarious. And she um, brought that up last week. She did. She was talking to Hedda, yeah. Yep, it's true. And then Joan Crawford in the kids' room, which is where I noticed, A, the plastic germaphobe stuff, and B, that there were toys, that she gave these children toys. Mm-hmm. Like, maybe maybe I don't want to completely fuck these kids up. Maybe a doll or two might not ruin them and make them selfish little bastards. Ah, it sucks. It sucks, sucks, sucks. So, yeah, Chris's theory... With her her statement for reasons that are well known to them, and not giving them any money, is that she always was like, "You guys have to do everything on your own. I'm not going to give you fucking shit." And it's terrible. 
So yeah, her daughter yeah. her daughter is living in a little shithole in New York with like you know just mismatched furniture and everything. And the mom comes over and like, do you have a glass? And has her little flask of vodka. And <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so weird. Um, oh, too old to adopt another kid. That was sad, but also yeah, we have to have rules because you can't have like ninety year olds adopting children. It's true, not that she was 90, but yeah. you can, No, yeah. I know, I was exaggerating. But yeah, yeah, but even her first kids, though, they didn't want her to adopt because she'd had two divorces and was just kind of not a stable mom. But I'm like, wait, she's a rich movie star actress and with servants. I, I'm down. Oh, yeah, but back I'm, then you, you didn't adopt unless you were a married couple. Yep. So yeah, her, her friend who was a lawyer pulled some strings and that's how she got her first two kids. Crazy. It is crazy. And then after that, I guess they were like, well, I guess you got a couple now. We'll yeah, man. Exactly. Um, BD and Margo. Got these twins if you want them. <laughs> and then the last scene, which I already mentioned, mirrors their actual relationship. Do I skip something? Because I missed the last ten minutes tonight. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I think you get, you got everything covered pretty well. Woo! Sorry, I'm drinking wine. Um, That's okay. So, Yeah. Um, predictions. What do you think is going to happen next? I think, based on stuff I've read, I'm pretty sure that next week is the um, the Oscars episode. Uh-huh. Uh, could be next week, could be the week after, but apparently there's an episode that that's all it is, is the 1960-whatever-year-this-is Oscars. Awesome. That'll be interesting to see. That will um, be good. Apparently that's the one that has all of the cameos in it. But um, I don't know what to predict, because honestly, if they're going to do that next week... That still leaves like three or four more episodes. Mm-hmm. Of what do, what do you do? I don't know. I don't know either. I really don't know. Mm. Um, I mean, I guess we can move on to. I guess they could get to the publication of Mommy Dearest. They could, yeah. And someone was saying that that was their prediction was that Christina will come back, and that would be interesting. Mm-hmm. But um, so there's um another scene in Mommy Dearest, which was super interesting. Christina had um an attack where she had a, like an ovarian cyst or something and got really sick and had to go in the hospital. Joan mm-hmm. played her part on a soap opera <laughs> while <laughs> while she was in the hospital. Oh my god, that's amazing! This actually happened, and she's like. No, my character is 27 years old. <laughs> what? <laughs> and then it's on and she's in the hospital and like, turn it off, turn it and off, And then did, off. did Christina get better? Did she go back to the soap opera? She did, yes. Role? She did. Okay. Yep. That's yeah, crazy. I think it's... That biz- sounds like stunt casting. That sounds like, oh, we're going to get some ratings this week, guys. Exactly, yeah. Tune in for Joan Crawford on Guiding Light or whatever it was. Yeah. Exactly. Playing her daughter's role. Exactly. That's crazy. It's crazy. I, I mean, I would have watched it. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. If I was um, watching Guide and Light, I wouldn't have skipped that episode. Exactly. And I don't miss my soap at all. I watched that shit for now, 30, 30 years. I heard about daily soaps. I heard that, like, they take, like, you only have to watch one episode a week, really, because they recap everything over endlessly, right? Yep. But then you also, if you watch it, you watch it every fucking day. Yeah, okay. I watch this fucking show every fucking day, Monday through Friday, for 30 fucking years. That's insane. It was awesome. insane. It was insane. Oh, no, it's awesome. There's plenty of things that I love that are have been going for longer than that, but not five days a week, you know? Yeah, and I would just get home, and I could find it on my computer, like, while I'm cooking and stuff, watching the show, and then um, I got home from a camping trip, like, five, six years ago, and decided, you know what? I don't want to watch that show anymore. 
and then I started. I remember watching, when I was, and this younger, is when I started. Like but wait, this dozen. is when I this is when I started watching Nip Tuck that day. Ah, I chose something else. I chose something else and started watching Nip Tuck, and that's where I discovered Ryan Murphy. And poor Chris, every day when he came home for like a year, someone was fucking or getting cut up. <laughs> and I was like, sorry, honey. <laughs> when I was growing up, I remember there were too many soap operas because you'd be watching, you know, The Price is Right or something awesome, and uh-huh. then that would end, and it would go into a stupid soap opera. And oh, you'd have to do you know what? Do you know what's on after Price is Right? And now there's like two. Young and the Restless was on after Price is Right. That was my show. Okay. So I watched Price is Right almost every day, too. <laughs> well, as a teenager. That, that's the one, one of the ones that's still going, I guess. I mm-hmm. And my brother-in-law, like my brother-in-law has a Pavlov's dog reaction when he hears the theme to Young and the Restless because mm-hmm. it's noon and it's lunchtime. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And he gets hungry because his grandma used to watch Young and the Restless. I don't watch soaps, but I love the I love um, that there are things that have been going for that long. Yeah. Like when they finally canceled Guiding Light, I was like, oh, because that one started on the radio, man. Uh-huh. That thing was old. Yeah. But I like when there's stuff that continues from generation to generation. You know? Yep. Yeah. I, I, I liked the show, and my sister still keeps me apprised sometimes. When something really massive happens, she'll be like, oh, my God, <laughs> Michael Baldwin did this. Oh, that's really neat. But like. I, it was weird. I just quit cold turkey. Boom. Nice. All right. So, recommendations of anything? Yeah. I have – all right. my I have two. Okay. Um, first one, I was talking to you a little bit before the show started, but they just released the game Mario Run for huh. Android. It's been out on Apple for a few months now, but it's just now on Android. It's a really cool, fun game. Mario just keeps running. Just keeps running and running and running, and you just tap the screen to make him jump. Okay. So you have to figure out how to land on enemies and jump over gaps and hit question marks and everything. So would Milo like this game? Probably, but uh, I don't know. I've introduced him to one game successfully. I don't want to, you know, take any chances. And he has a new, uh, he has a phone now. He has an Android phone, so. Yeah, he can check it out. The right. it's free to download. Mario Run. Um, okay. And then the other one is for the shortest recommendation ever in the history of the world. Because the thing I'm recommending is 48 seconds long. Okay. That would be, they just yesterday released the first trailer for the new season of Mystery Science Theater. And it is a beautiful trailer. (laughs) And it is so good. And it shows, like, how Jonah gets captured and stuff. Uh, It's, you gotta check it out. All right, so who's... Like Mystery Science Theater, there's now a trailer for it. Who's Jonah? You've told me a thousand times and I'm just... It's okay. It's not Joel Uh, and I I tune out. Yeah. The show started with Joel as the host, and then Mike was the host, and now when it's coming back with Jonah, uh, the actor's name is Jonah Ray. Uh, he's from Nerdist. <gasps> oh, no, no, no. I saw him live once. Well, there you go. He's yeah. going to be the new host of Mystery he's, Science he's Theater. He's Kumail's friend. Yeah. Yeah, I saw him and Kumail Nanjani downtown in Portland. I totally know who Jonah Ray is. Oh, my God. Yeah. Well, he's You've told me this a thousand uh, times. I'm such Alicia an asshole. Day and uh, Patton Oswalt, and they're all in the trailer. Oh, Pat, and, fuck that uh, guy. I hate that guy. It just it has me excited, man. We're like three weeks away. That's gonna yay, be great. That's super exciting. What about um, you? Okay, I still have um, American Crime that I actually have not even watched the first episode yet, but I know yeah. it's awesome. And okay, you know Regina King from um, Leftovers. Yes, the, her. So mm-hmm. when does Leftovers come back? I have Cu- it written down. Hold on. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. Hold on. It's coming. Uh, Leftovers is on Sundays. It starts 
April 16th. Oh, my God. I can't fucking wait. Oh, my God. Okay, so that, leftovers, when it happens. Um, I'm going to see Belco Experiment tomorrow at at 2.55. Quite enjoyed it. Don't expect it to be more than what it is, though. No, I totally don't. Okay. At okay. all. No, I want to watch some... I want it to be Office Space um, meets um, Battle Royale, which I think that's what I'm in for. I think that's a good description. Yep, and and some people I like. Excited about that. Um, oh, um, uh, Breakdown, a podcast that I've recommended in the past. The first one mm. was about a guy who burned down a house, killed an old lady, and then he got exonerated. The second one was about the guy who killed his kid in the car, the hot car, mm. on purpose. And this one is about a uh, woman-molesting doctor. And so, hmm. yeah, breakdown. It's by, you, um, by the Atlanta Journal Constitution, and it's you know wherever you find your podcasts. Did you uh, check out that uh, clip I sent you of the new uh, podcast from the people that did Serial? Oh yeah, I've heard that like on every other thing That's I listen to. Yeah. Oh okay. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Everyone is everyone's promoting that. Very excited. That about is going to all be released at, at once, and it's Dude. about a town in Alabama, and there's already people here trying to figure out what town it's about. So, yeah, so that's the 28th that gets released? Something like that. Yeah, so by the time we talk next, probably, it'll all well, be Well, you out. know what I was just thinking of is I'm sitting here looking at this list because I was looking for when The Leftovers was. And this show, Feud, will be ending probably in, what, mid to late April? Mm-hmm. And about that same time, uh, The Leftovers get started and... Um, when is Fargo? What else did I write down? Fargo gets started. Really? Same week. So awesome. you and I are going to – the spring fling is going to continue from Fantastic. feud to leftovers to Fargo unless – Oh, Star Trek. I can't Trek. remember. No, 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 no. That's in the fall now. But I can't remember. Did you and I cover Fargo before? Yes, we did. Yes, we, we did. did. Okay. We did leftovers in Fargo. That was um, Fall Fiesta right. the first time. I just wanted to make sure because uh, I didn't want to be taking that one away from anybody. But, no, no, no. Uh, that's us. Fargo. That's yes. Us. Now I remember now because you love leftovers as much as I love Fargo. Exactly, and it's not <laughs> that either of us does not like the other one. It's that it's just yeah. wow. I know, and I yeah, and oh. you're you're completely respectful of my thing, and I'm completely respectful of your thing. And then you know what? Those start in the middle of April, and then you know what comes around in the middle of May? What? <sighs> Twin Peaks. Oh God. Okay. So until the second <laughs> until the second I move, we'll be doing this stuff. Spring fling will continue yep. as, as long as it needs to go. That's what we yep. will do. So, hey, <laughs> thanks everyone for listening to us ramble to on and on. Slam. Summer slam. I like that. That's good. Yeah. Well, in May, yeah, we have to get to all the way June 21st. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And Milo's last day of school is June 22nd. So we'll be spring fling till then. Mm-hmm. And we'll figure this shit out. So, yeah. y'all. Thanks for listening. None of you guys are writing us. That's all right, I guess. Some of you are listening. Hey, okay, we're not offended. If you wanted to write and say something about any of our shit or suggest something, where would they do mm-hmm. that, Shane? That would be, they could write it to balticeffect at gmail.com. They certainly, certainly could. And, oh, wait, let me see. Before we stop, let me see if I wrote anything down. <laughs> the only thing I wrote down was that one thing. I'm going to say it again. Oh. All right, so, um... Until next week, I love Shane's Teutonic pragmatism. <laughs> Goodbye, Shane. Adios. And I'm Sadie. Mamacita. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and the... And-
Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.